Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Kicking Myself, a trading card game podcast sponsored by Vega the Watcher oh, and gosh. all its glory. Imagine if we could actually eat using no, Vega the Watcher as currency. No, we can't do that. We here today have our team of Mark. Yep. Seth. Hello. And you're not Ross. I'm not Ross. Who are you? I'm Donald. And you're slightly taller than Ross. I am taller than Ross. Okay. Bit, yeah. And we got we got Donald in the studio today. Donald has been a longtime member of our group of EDH players. He also broke He's Seth. on Team Bolus. Yeah. Yeah, he's on. A, he's a, on. Astute listeners of last podcast will recognize Donald as the person who uh, broke my mind like a Lovecraft protagonist. Yeah. Uh, Donald is uh filling in for ross who is not feeling super great but also feel better ross um ross had his 30th birthday this past feel better ross so Mm -hmm. um, he probably spent way too much doing way too many things and we love him but we get donald and donald has just infinite stories about breaking people in the most absurd ways possible i have a reputation for ruining games upwards That is such a a perfect way to put it. There's a lot of ways to ruin games, and not all of them are necessarily fun. So before we get into any specific stories, I did have a question about that for you, Donald. Mm -hmm. What is it about ruining people's lives that makes you so happy? Well, I feel like it's not what I set out to do, just so much (laughs) as I'm just like, uh, sometimes my decks have ideas of what they want to do, and sometimes I'm just like, oh, well, you know. What, 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 what does this card do? Let's find out. And <laughs> So uh, it's the exploratory concept. Uh, and in no way, shape, or form do your decks consider the other people when you're trying to learn if this card is fun or not. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I would say that's definitely the case. Um, I mean, like... so well, You I don't had, know if it's fun unless you try. I definitely had some ideas. Uh, like the one that I... Uh, the one that I've got, uh, got hooked on a couple years ago was Fractured Identity when that came out. Yeah. Love that card. <laughs> and... <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I'm gonna have to bleep this podcast a lot this I, I week. I don't care. <laughs> so when that card came out, I definitely originally had some thoughts on uh, putting some decks that would run uh, a couple of incidental populate effects to get extra mileage out of it, which is you know that's, that's well and good and all, but um, I, I ended up first getting it into Yenit just as a odd card that seemed interesting. And uh, I have a victim's list of awful things that have been fractured identity. Uh, I definitely haven't keeping it up to date. I want to read some of them off. So there's a couple good ones. I mean, the Uh, one that I'm in, which I hate you for the most, is the Rhystic Study one. Oh, well, that one one happens. Oh, that's that's mild. That's mild, though. By comparison to what I've seen. Oh, no, no, no. no. That wasn't the Rhystic Study one. That was the uh, Mind's Dilation one. That was a miserable game. (laughs) That... No, so that one happened, but that one got that one got fixed in like the span of a turn. That one was not that catastrophic. The other one that you were in was uh, three players with a Zendikar Resurgent is a awful game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so we've also I've also done uh, Marari's Wake. That's kind of similar. Yeah. Um, Paradox Engine. When it was legal. Remember, yeah. When it was legal. Remember, remember, remember oh Paradox Engine. Although I will say, I not every deck really pops off on that so that one actually was kind of interesting um because two of the decks were getting mostly minor value out of it yeah. illuminate primordial is very difficult to resolve but also <laughs> not very consequential oh my god <laughs> have you managed to fractured identity your own fate to the untouchable no no uh because that's an eight cost card yeah. and it's uh, in yenit so i think uh. I'm, I'm a little bit of a coward i did not go full <laughs> ham i have a couple of even cost cards in that deck 
Also, that just wins the game, and what's the fun? Of yeah, it does. That's it does. You, you don't get to have that, fun. You're going to have Donald doesn't fun. get to revel in like. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. On that subject, have you ever fractured identity to somebody else's fate to the untouchable? No, <laughs> no. Um, although I think the one that I've got on this list that is the most ridiculous by far, changing one player from having a seedborn muse to three really mucks the game and into yeah. an irreparable state. And we're, yeah. ta we're talking about like. 2013 standards of EDH, right? We're not talking well, about... Well, this one's a little bit later. Well, Fractured Identity was only 2017, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that, yeah. that one's much more recent, but, like, a lot of my really, really old stories are stuff from playing, you know, back when people played bad spells, back when, you know, Gaia's Revenge was a card you could put in your deck and not embarrass yourself. Ah, uh, <laughs> the good old days. The good it's, old days. It's, it's been a minute. Like, uh, the story I like to fall back on the most is way back... Uh, this is a little bit of extra context. I would say in the earlier years when it had just, uh, the term commander had just come into existence, uh, you know, we'd move it away from EDH and having your general. Yeah, it was around that. The first, the first years following Ooh. that. Yeah. Um, or 2013. I when would did the say, first product come out? Was it 2013? Uh, the first one was 2011. The it was second 2011. one with Derevi was 2013. Right, right, right. At the commander deck event with you waiting, and we were so, all so hyped. Well, yeah, because I had only played 60 card magic at that point. Yeah. And I remember, uh, I think it was Stibbs was like, hey, yeah. you should play this, this format. format. <laughs> and at that time, I really didn't have that many cards. So assembling a 100 card deck was actually a little bit daunting for yeah. me at the Just time. Just yeah. color. Play all the best. We were we were the exact same way. I mean, my yeah. chainer I only we picked were, as a general because it's like, this is the only legendary we, creature We were I all have standing right at the same event release for, I think it was at Dream Wizards, right? We were all just standing so, outside. Yeah. I remember everybody was losing, like, Damia, I think, was in that, was the yeah. very first one, and everyone that was, was a good losing, card. like, Damia, you draw seven cards, that's I, insane. I, I, wasn't, yeah. it is still I wasn't even excited for that. I was excited for scavenging it. That's why I picked Carador. Yeah, so I got Carador because I actually wanted to play Gave Tokens yeah. at the time. I remember. Yeah. Uh, and getting the scavenging use at the time was just kind of incidental damage. I remember very early on I only made like four or five swaps to the deck and still did manage to kill a player in my first game with it just because uh, I think it was I did a, there was a large board wipe into a fresh meat sacking everything yeah. to a uh, Nantuko husk with fists of the ironwood on it. That's some, old, that's some real good callbacks right yeah, yeah. Like that's, the, the, that's Talk about the good old yeah, days. Yeah. And I, yeah, so like, I think the only changes I made to that deck when I got it are I put in a Parallel Lives I had, an Elish Norn, a Primeval Titan, because that was legal. Yeah. Uh, was Primeval um, Titan just fun to play with? I... I think that card probably shouldn't be banned anymore. I agree. Yeah, I, I, it, it was reasonable for it to be banned. I think you probably could unban it now, and it would be fine. fine. Well, we can like, have the, we can have this. It would still be powerful, but it wouldn't be like. We can have this conversation a little bit later on because I would I, I would pause it. Would you unban Sylvan Primordial or Primeval? Type? Both. Oh, Sylvan Primordial, Primordial no. get it off ever. No, no, never coming back. Can we yeah. just have Sylvan Primordial be the only creature that people play in? Yeah, definitely. It's the yeah. only it's the only legal creature. Um, only legal creature. No, yeah, it, that the Primeval should absolutely come up before Primordial because problem is Primordial ramps you and also hurts everybody else. It's it's way more feel bad. Yeah, and like having recently explored. The clones deck, you don't 
want that. You don't, you you don't want some of You're actually no. talking about my first Mind Me of Planet deck where the whole point was just to kill everybody's lands and rent myself. I had so much fun with, Prime, with Primeval Titan, though, because it's really, really good to get back with Chainer and a Sack Outlet. Let mm -hmm. me tell you. like it, you, can, you can go off real good with that. I will also say Primeval Titan would probably... I don't know if I would even mind that it would probably bring back the weird incidental package of Urborg Coffers into three-color decks. Yeah. <laughs> that, like, I'm... Kind of gun shy to even try attempting yeah, that I'm anymore. Not, I'm not super yeah. hyped with that. I just remember like the game is evolving into like, oh, you have a primeval titan. Here's my phantasmal image copying your primeval titan. Let's see who can get like there. I was right. Just, yeah, that, I mean, that's that's why they banned it. Yeah, that's that was, like, fair. But I'm gonna reason. be honest. Seeing what the format is like now, like that seems kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, I'd be okay. With I'm, this. I'm yeah. also also very okay with like attack trigger, but Jukabog. Yeah. Like I think that's fine. Hell yeah, I think that's great. Yeah. So what I was kind of getting at is I would say in those early years when the format had just moved to becoming Commander, we were generally a little bit more tolerant of games with more than four players. Oh, boy. Won't say oh. that was a good idea. Ooh, yeah, how young we were. Yeah, we were <laughs> foolish. Um, <laughs> but five-player games, not uncommon. Uh, I could probably still stomach a five-player game every five. now and five, then. Five was fine. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, like not great. it's not preferable. But. We definitely played a lot of six-player games we should never have. Ooh, I, yeah, I, I remember the that. night at AU when we did the seven-person game where it became everyone versus me trying to resolve the Helix Pinnacle win. Um, and Isn't I had, that how most of our games end up anyway? Everybody versus you? Not as much anymore. Not as much anymore. Like not I, as I much was playing anymore. Angus McKenzie at the time, and everyone was just oh, like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Yeah, that that in your your Thrax deck, I think, was some of the very first like, I, early I, like power spikes in our like little mini format. Um, but it's since like settled down. And yeah, I this is a par. this is a different game. When I thought you said seven player game, I thought you were referring to the one where I think it was still seven people, and we sat down. Uh, and we did the uh, at AU, but then multiple people started playing group hug effects, and then one person started playing chaos effects. <laughs> and when you mean Aaron, uh, you mean and when Aaron? we were down to two fonts of mythos and a howling mine uh, with a hive mine and some other nonsense in play, uh, the good old you ran days. screaming out of the room. I did, uh, run, I did run screaming out of the room. Someone did. Uh, I quit. You made the better choice. I did make the better if choice. I if I if I ever in an EDH game have the ability to uh, kill two players, I will kill the chaos player twice yes uh, <laughs> no absolutely no question um i easily my least but warp was archetype. fair game right no i uh, remember i so the, the the my thought with warp world is like if your deck is made to cash out on it it's very similar to mass polymorph so like if your deck is likely to end up in a winning game state from reserving resolving warp world right maybe that's all right but um, it does take a really long time to resolve, mm -hmm. so I would forty sort of minutes on our stream. Yeah, we have frequently. we have firsthand experience. From that. I would I would question if you're doing Warp World, and you've made the step, if you've taken the steps to go through the work to make your deck win off of it. Mm -hmm. There are other effects you can run so that you can simply do your field. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You so, might be better served by doing that. Not to go too far into the con into this because I don't want to derail us. But in the reference that we were doing, my deck was built around permanence to create a bunch of tokens. And then off of the Warp Absolutely. World, you can cast another Warp World and just keep getting incremental and put eventually your entire deck on the battlefield. Yeah. Yeah. In my case, I couldn't do that. I chose the wrong person to die, and then I died. Yeah. Uh, and that is, that's definitely a risk when you do that. So when you go into that symmetrical effect, 
that you accidentally win the game for somebody else. Yep, but, you know, it's still fun. Yeah, it, it can definitely still be fun. I feel that a while ago there were less options to go into that sort of polymorphing effect in red, mm -hmm. especially for multiple permanents. I mean, if you're in blue, I would question you could, you definitely have better options. You have yeah. the weird oh, yeah. Phyrexian one that flickers them sort of slow yeah. into things in your deck. That card's actually pretty neat if you're set up to use it well. What's crazy every time I talk to you and every time we talk with you and why I always love having you around, and this is just me and why I've missed you over the pandemic, I always don't think about certain interactions and you're just like, yeah, this card still exists. And I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, Donald, oh my God, yeah. my brain. <laughs> my yeah. 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 So like you definitely ha have options to do with that. So I would say that like when you, when you have those kind of effects in your deck, think if your deck can use them as a goal and if it's the goal as opposed to I want to muck the game. There are definitely decks you can play that want to muck the game. I would say in those, you might still want to figure out a way where you can muck it towards an end. Yeah. If you have no direction at all, uh, your deck can be pretty miserable to play against. Certainly it's not something that you can play multiple times yeah. in a day. Warp World is definitely on the, the more fun end of the Chaos cards. Like, yeah. even if someone was playing a deck built, like, built around it where they're likely going to win if they cast it, it's at least fun to resolve. Yeah. You to, it may, or maybe you can high roll and get some crazy stuff yourself. If someone casts, like, for example, a Thieves Auction against me, I'm conceding. I'm not, like... Correct, I'm yeah. just, like, I, I, would, I would rather not be playing a game than be playing a game but, where... Uh, well, that's... Resolving but I, I like, like the Great like, Aurora, like, that, that type the of... Great Aurora yeah, the Great Aurora is Great Aurora is a Warp World-like effect. It's, yeah. Like, it's yes. similar. It's a riff on it, basically. I would say that it's kind of funny that Warp World ended up getting the reputation it did when, realistically, the cards I don't want to wait to resolve are... Thieves Auction, yeah. certainly the worst offender. That card, Absolutely. Can, that card yeah. should be banned. But it's, it's, and, and that's it's the basic the, the ethos behind a lot of the, like, in the early format, people were like, I'm going to play every Chaos card, and it's going to be so don't much do, fun. Please don't and do it. Please don't do it. And it's awful. It is just the absolute yeah. worst. I would um, rather play against literally any other deck card. And the other one that has the same cost, I think, even as Warp World, that doesn't really get the bad rap is Scrambleverse. Oh, God, I love Scrambleverse. Right, but, you know like, really? it's... Well, yeah, but Scrambleverse doesn't really... Do the same thing. I would, not, I would not like to resolve that one either. But it, do, it does also, it, it's it's the lesser Thieves Auction. Sure. Because the problem with Thieves Auction is that it asks multiple like people to make decisions in sequence over and over and over and over again. Yeah. So the time sink is miserable. Scrambleverse kind of skips through that, but it does the same effect. Sure. I think the effect is still miserable. Yeah. To be and clear. And I think it's more enjoyable to play with Scrambleverse because you don't have to do the whole like revealing new permanence thing. Yeah, yeah, that's, I, I definitely get that, but it is, it's a little bit much for me. It, it also greatly increases the chance that somebody accidentally takes somebody else's card. <laughs> yeah. Like, then, then, yeah. pay attention to it, yeah, but like, it, yeah. you're much more likely for that to happen. That's definitely, that that's card. definitely true. Um, but yeah, generally, the like, you know, we were talking about, you know, early, early in the format, group hog, early in the format, chaos, group hog was fine it's annoying whatever i just actively hate chaos so much anyway right. that was my digression so i would definitely say uh like the early format you had the sort of like uh, what the annoying decks were were very different than they are now yes yeah. and you had the bigger games um i think the this the story i go back to the most from earlier games is i had a five player game mm -hmm. and uh you know effects that muck up games uh you know if you want to go classic uh we were very late into a game. I had like half my deck in the li in the graveyard, and I went ahead and started my turn tapping an, uh, my Gilded Lotus for a Mana Flare. 
and it was a it was late into a game. It'd probably been going over an hour, and I got everybody to sit up. <laughs> People started paying a little bit more attention because oh. the mana flare was on the table. Yep. Yeah. So everybody's like, "All right, continue." And so I'm like, "All right." So I'm gonna cast uh, Balthor the Defiled, representing oh enough mana oh. to activate it. Oh boy! And my graveyard had been thoroughly milled by someone's Lazav deck. It didn't have quite everything I would have liked to have in the graveyard at that point. Um, the deck's unofficial commander is Flayer of the Hatebound. The whole deck was built around that. Oh, so it that was a fun card. Yeah, so it's that's basically... A, that's, a, that's another card I associate with It's you. basically a War Storm Surge effect, but only from when things pop out of your graveyard. It has some other weird wording on it, but that's a different story. Uh, so, recognizing that I have a pretty big catastrophe waiting in my graveyard, even if a couple cards had already been exiled by the Mameoplasm, uh, somebody counts their mana now that they ha the mana flare is out, and they target me with a lethal blue Sun Zenith. Okay. And I'm like, alright, well... I am a Mardu deck. There's uh, <laughs> limited ability for me to interact with this lethal see, blue sun zenith. So you literally just cast REB then at that point. But not zero inability to deal with uh, blue sun zenith. I was just like, well, I think the only option I have to not die to this is to kill the player with this on the stack. <laughs> Which isn't easy either because they had a very high life total. Right. But fortunately... Uh, since they did this in response to me casting Balthor, because they didn't want me to have the threat of activation hanging over their head, naturally, right. yeah. makes sense, I still had enough mana to cast Flash Speed Twilight's Call. Oh boy. Which would dramatically shake up the game from this, for, uh, from this point. I think from the time I cast that Twilight's Call to the end of the turn was roughly 35 minutes. Oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> but I flash they out don't the... Make, they don't make turns like that anymore. Yeah, so I flash out the Twilight's Call because I need to not die. My Flayer's Hatebound is in there. I have a lot of creatures. I have a Machaeus. I have an Adarkar Valkyrie. I have an Urabrask the Hidden to give oh. all my creatures haste. I was about to ask. Yeah, are you going to activate it? Okay. So all right. Who's all right. the commander for this deck? This is oh. Teriel. Oh, okay. From the original commander decks, the seven mana death metal angel that yeah, 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 rips yeah, yeah, a yeah. creature from your yeah. opponent's graveyard at random. I, I think you're the only person I've ever seen playing that card. I mean, it's not Teriel anymore. I'm sad. Da, da, yeah, yeah well, I, I, it's, Lysia, it's Lysia yeah. now, right? No, Lysia is a completely different Mardu deck. It's a different deck? Yeah, I still have the reanimator Mardu deck. Uh, it is now uh, piloted by. I can actually switch it between a couple of different ones, um, but mostly I'm planning to be using it with the new Elder Dragon, the Mardu Elder Dragon. Oh, yeah, okay. That, that nukes the board when it dies. Uh, Viru the Volatile. Uh, the oh, Pir Piru the Volatile. Right, 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 yeah. right, right. That card that is really bad. Um, uh, it's, it's okay. It's actually pretty good. It frequently gains you upwards of 30 life when it dies. Yeah. So that's well, one of the things sick. you'll notice in this podcast, and you have probably already noticed throughout life, is Morgan tends to call things bad or terrible that he doesn't understand. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, when I say bad, I monetarily wise. Oh, oh certainly. That's 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 definitely true. Is, yeah. Money's not the only thing that brings in. No, though. and that's why I really love Donald because Donald just finds the things that are just like before um, things spiked. Donald will just get in on like cards that are just like ridiculously like. Oh, I see that this is overpowered. Um, uh, what's the, the, the equipment? The sword? Um, oh, Blade of Cells? Blade of Cells you got in oh. on. Yeah. Uh, fractured Identity you got I, in on. <laughs> did Fractured Identity spike? Yeah, Fractured Identity is like a $10 card now. 
that's so bizarre to me. I don't understand that. <laughs> does it? Does it see? Play, is, it's one of those cards that's like it just she's playing EDH. That's, no, 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 but that's, it's, it is. It is one of those cards that's like because I know like you watch like LSV draft videos. He takes it incredibly yeah. highly. Like it's really it's, it's, it's really good in like non EDH formats because it's just a removal that gets you a copy yeah. of their. Thing. Yeah, admittedly in one v one it's a kind of better mind control effect usually yeah, yeah. it hits any permanent i'm just wondering That's i don't know has it, has, it, has it seen any like i don't know they, they play just, ever like, donald just has this weird track record of like being like uh, of like oh my god this card just got expensive i have 17 copies <laughs> i i guess um i think that's something that not, not to discount donald's ability to do that but i mean i think that is something that usually happens if you're a consistent edh player yeah like yeah. cards randomly spike due to edh yeah. all the time like yeah i'm sure that's happened with i'm sure yeah. plenty of world fire I've, I've gotten a lot of ross yeah, we did no. well prior for I don't, us. I don't, yeah. count, I don't count that. So, I mean, like, what I would uh, what I would say is a lot of the time I want narrow cards that have some sort of, like, maximized potential that's pretty high. And then what a lot of the time will happen is that later on they'll be like, oh, well, you know, there's this kind of interesting, weird little niche that we haven't explored. And then they'll blow open the kind of gameplay space with it. And that will um, that'll blow, that'll blow up the value of it because now the the ability to maximize that effect is higher. Yeah. You can actually capitalize on it a little bit better now. It's not just a couple of cards. So anyways, we had this Twilight's Call. Yes. Uh, I've, uh, and what's important is that I've already pointed lethal triggers off of the flare at the player with the blue sun zenith. So he's pretty much checked out at this point. He's tapped out of mana. He's definitely going to not make it through the turn. And we have a whole lot of other triggers to point out, but I, it is noteworthy that I will probably kill two more players with the haste combat that I have because of Urabrask. But here's where things get complicated. One person they're, 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 they're not complicated. They're not complicated yet. The things not, that are not already not complicated yet. get even more complicated. Yeah. <laughs> so one because I had to resort to Twilight's call specifically, which gets everything back. Your somebody had your, your undying triggers, right? Well, no, those were still there. But somebody had gotten a Diluvian Primordial out of their graveyard. And oh. this was also a five-player game, so is, they had a lot of people to look at. Is the Twilight Skull in the graveyard at that point, then, when, the, when that resolved? Yes, it was, but they didn't want it. Obviously, they didn't want it. <laughs> that that would have just turned the game into Oh, that's like, Twilight Skull gets everything. Okay. Yeah, that's... I was thinking it only got your graveyard. Yeah, because I had a, sa I had a sack outlet, sure, so yeah, that would have yeah, been yeah. very bad. They certainly that, couldn't that, have done okay, that. All right, yeah, yeah. But the, I did have a Planar Cleansing in my graveyard. Oh. And so they picked oh. a couple of value spell and, okay. a planar uh, and a planar cleansing. And then they realized that they had picked the planar cleansing, planar cleansing and I had a Micaeus in play. Oh. And so they realized, oh, wait, this makes it worse. <laughs> I, am, uh, I have made a mistake. And so then they go to bounce my Micaeus with a bought back... Uh, capsize and then I'm like oh my creatures have haste right and I'm like and I'm like okay so I'll tap my mother of runes mm -hmm. I will give my Micaeus protection from blue and then somebody's just like oh my god it's still happening <laughs> <laughs> and so then so I was like all right well we still can't we can't let this happen I'll cast an evacuation and I'm like okay well my evacuation's no good either um so I'm like all right what what can I do here Okay, so I've got out, not, 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 what is the, Avatar of Woe taps to kill a creature, I believe? Yep, Avatar yeah, of Woe. Yeah. So I had an Avatar of Woe out. I'm like, hold up, I have an idea. 
I'm trying to piece together what you're doing here as your name. So <laughs> I have my avatar of woe is haste. Yeah. Uh, and I also have, in addition to the avatar of woe, I have an a dark art Valkyrie. Yes, yeah, you mentioned. I was before. thinking. I was, yeah. I was trying to think of that as like a dark art Valkyrie has to come into play here at some point. Yeah. Well, sure. so the Adakar Valkyrie. It's in play. Is it is in play. So he's he's going he's he's to blow up the creature. He's going to blow up the Deluvian Primordial. Return it under your control. Under yeah. my control. <laughs> yeah. <that's laughs> and so I get the Deluvian Primordial. On the, uh, on the battlefield, and I'm looking in graveyards, seeing how I can fix this problem. And so I pick a couple of counterspells. I pick, uh, I pick a mana drain targeting the blue sun that would kill me. Uh, a counterspell targeting the evacuation, and some other value spell. Uh. Um, and those are just my. That, uh, so I'm sorry. I pick those. Just and that's as, just a normal Saturday. <laughs> and so I'm just picking these counterspells targets, like talking out loud what I think I'm going to do with them. And the last player, realizing that this is still a problem, uh, decides that they have to intervene because letting me hit all of these targets with my Deluvian Primordial will certainly seal the game for me. So at this point, they flash in a Phyrexian Metamorph to make a Deluvian Primordial. Wasn't this, was that me? Uh, were you playing with Mayoplasm? No, definitely not. No, it was not. You might have been in this game, though. No, I would have conceded a long time um, ago. <laughs> and so they flash in a Phyrexian Metamorph intending to get the Deluvian Primordial. The other blue player and them have a short counterspell war over this. Sure. Uh, the, but the Phyrexian Metamorph hits the table and gets to the counterspells before I can. Uh, they oh, also yeah. end up mana draining the original <laughs> Blue Sun Zenith, sparing my life. Uh, that seems, I get... seems like a mistake at this point, but okay. Um, I, I did not win this game. Incidentally, uh, <laughs> enough. Spoiler. No, I did. Spoiler. I did. I did wipe out two players. Uh, Our I wiped entire out the listener player. base just like threw their phone at the wall. Yeah. Uh, I, I put holes in the drywall. I uh, um, I did resolve the flare triggers. Uh, all of this, uh, the planar cleansings did uh, did happen without a Micaeus in play. Um, or, no, I think with nothing in play. I just had all my creatures in my hand from the evacuation that did resolve. Didn't you say you had a sack outlet? No, no, I'm sorry. I didn't not... have a sack outlet. Otherwise, okay. this wouldn't have mattered. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. This um, is just, uh, just. I so didn't have a sack outlet. I, my plan was originally to use my avatar of woe and my dark Valkyrie on blow, myself. Yeah, to, to uh, blow up for one shot. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. And admittedly, part of the reason that this I was killing players with any of this flare of the hatebound triggers is that one of the creatures I got back was, was Malignus. Oh right. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, definitely okay. a game that friggin' Liam and Alex were in. Like I'm almost positive. Uh, <laughs> Alex wasn't playing in this group yet. I don't this know was before that. It was a mimeoplasm deck, though. It's just um, so hard to me. There when were probably random people though. at some point. Yeah, so, uh, a lot of people have flitted in and out of our game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if Liam might have been in this game, but this, uh, to be fair, mimeoplasm was also still kind of the new hotness at this point. This was before Derevi. This was yeah. the first yeah. year of those yeah, commander decks. Yeah, mimeoplasm was the other thing that people were getting really hyped about in that first release. Um, and, I mean, like, to be fair, the Mameoplasm kind of hit Pater in that game. While this was all in play, there was a Mameoplasm in play that had uh, Avacyn's abilities with some other ridiculously stupid creature yeah, from my I, graveyard. I mean, it's still a good card. I've lost yeah. track like of the People thread, don't play it anymore, but, but it's still a reasonable I, I, general. I, I really like that, like, this is just... This brings me back to, like, our, the, the experiments that we're trying right now on this podcast are really just, like, lower power level EDH to the point where it kind of... Not mimics 2013, but like it gives you the ability to like think of. Yeah. Because like that's something that you do really, really well and also just drive people. I, I just put a, a a card name in the uh, in the group chat. It's called um, 
I think it's called hurl through hell. Yeah. You, you literally just do that to people. Yeah. (laughs) So I would say that if you're looking for an experience closer to the older type of uh, EDH that people used to play, what you kind of want to do is the way that you generally play now is you have a goal in mind on how you're going to win the game. And that usually means a winning game state that beats multiple players in a turn. So like for the combat decks, that traditionally means like the Crater Hoof Behemoth or something of that sort. But if you want to go towards like what we used to be doing, you want to make your deck such that if you pop off, you might beat one player in a turn. Yeah. Or you might be, if you really pop off, you might beat two players in a turn. But... If you you'll, what you'll find is that when your games dwindle from four players to three players to two players as a result of how you're choosing to win, uh, you'll get a different game dynamic. Because I would say probably the best games that I've played move one player down at a time. And Seth certainly has uh, history <laughs> with when we got down to a 1v1 in yeah, a pretty interesting definitely. game state. Yeah. Uh, how Rune combats... What is it? That was Gattic. It was Gattic. Gattic. Yeah. Gattic was, Teague I, that, with Iona. By, yeah, I, by, I by far game. the best game that Gattic Teague, that short-lived Gattic Teague deck ever played. Like, I disassembled that deck, like, not that long after that, because I wasn't really liking it. But yeah, that one game, it just came down to Gattic Teague, when I have an Ionia in play, thinking for, like, 10, 15 minutes about what color to name against your Bant deck. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like... I still, to this day, do not know what the correct choice was. Like, uh, was. I don't even know if there was a correct it one. Might, really. Yeah, it, it, it totally based on when I get what down to one on one against like, Donald, I just question like reality because I'm just like Donald's gonna do something to like make me think that I I have I've I've been just like playing into his hands the entire time. It's quite yeah. possible. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, like that's it's it's interesting that I I think that you're because we've been trying to determine that right of like how do we recapture some of that yes. earlier magic and it's interesting. I think that's some of the your, some of the first real like definitive feedback I've heard of like here's what you need to build in order to like go for that like we had we've we've had some some issues in in some of our when we've been trying to do these matchups of like some kind of power imbalance and like some people are playing infinite some people are playing like one of the one of the decks had dockside extortionist to start with and it was just like that's a card that is very easy to make a win condition that is will not absolutely will, will absolutely kill every every to, player immediately. To be yeah. fair, Dockside Extortionist is a card that honestly should be banned. I don't know why it, it it's like like you can. I, I, I don't I, really want to get into that discussion. Okay, honestly, I'm, I'm mostly just like I'm I'm mostly just saying it's like we've gotten it so ingrained of like think about a win condition that will kill all three players. Like I think at this point, when I build a lot of my decks, most of them have at least one win condition that can do that. Yeah, um, it's rare for that not to happen. So these let's days. let's just. You know, I want to I want to bring it home because Donald is a phenomenal guest to have on this because Donald can just tell us maybe uh, avenues we haven't thought of. But um, last week we picked commanders. Ross, uh, so the way that we've been doing it is we've been picking commanders out of a pile, right? We were limiting it to certain power levels, no soul ring, no certain cards that enable. So I, you know, I'm miserable. All we the want time, people to be able fine. to actually have a shot to enact their strategies. Correct. Yeah. So. Okay. Last week it was tribal. We got that's why we were scrambling, and I was looking through your boxes, and I'm like, and you have such good stuff that you're just like, oh my god, I forgot this is a card. Oh my god, like this is a great, but it's tribal with very little theme supports. So yeah. like Seth got vehicles, 
Mm-hmm. Um, Which actually does have blue white vehicle support. Actually, yeah. um, <laughs> Mark got blue white black Esper horrors. Esper horrors. Okay, that's got some spice in it a little I got, bit. I got um, the bestest boy. I got the new partner dog. The, the new partner dog. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I well, that's what you're so You're restricted to dogs, but you. But can you're restricted pick any dogs. to dogs. You can play oh. no creatures so yeah. outside the, of a creature. Right. Type. So whenever someone wins. The 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 game they choose what the next set of rules are for the format. So Ross and I think is, Ross got host because he got a freaking Ross got, got, got Havilda. <laughs> That's pretty rough. The 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 number is just too low. Well, Ross originally picked Runo Stormkirk, which is just like absolutely a blowout against most people. And it was, like, they were specifically like... not the vampire side, the Leviathans is what the tribal would have been. For yeah. That uh, no, didn't we decide it would have all of them? Yeah, you he could... said it would have been. It would have been. You wouldn't have to be restricted to. There, there was another one in there. I think that was only. Oh, Bleb was restricted to. Pests. Yeah, but I think the one he got, and we did. We had a little bit of a mini argument in the in the last podcast of where I thought Runo was maybe a little bit too good because a lot of the crack, the Krakens, Leviathans, and Octopuses. There's some like pretty good ones. Yes. There compared to like Crab like, Tribal. I pulled Crab Tribal, and it's just like I'm playing two fives against like actual like giant big sea monsters yeah um, i do think there would have I, I i stand by that there would have been a little bit of an imbalance there um but this is yeah this is the kind of discussions we've been having of like trying to figure out that balance yeah it's hard to necessarily come into it with uh a theme too because then you're very aware of it when you make card choices yeah, yeah. um and you get pushed in like weird directions if you have something that's a little bit more broad you might be able to go into like weird themes that aren't quite as delineated so it's great to have donald in the room um we we just got which it, it feels like we 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 finally got to be able to update our decks for kamigawa and now fast forward like a couple days um new capenna spoilers are starting ouch and, my wallet yeah it's it's crazy it's like it's wild yeah, it's a little soon. I will say that I've backed off on buying cards quite as much uh, in the past two years and gone much more down the route of buying singles than I used to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although I did actually buy a box of uh, this set. That was the first time I'd done it in a year. Um, yeah, same. I, I think this is the first. It, it was, it was a, it's a good set. Yeah. It's a good set, yeah. But, yeah. Um, we've been over I it, am but... a little jarred by some of the art. I'm seeing like art deco style stuff is really cool, but also like birds with hats. I'm not sure how I feel about any of this. There are literal Vega with swag. There are literal creatures. Reprint Vega, let's go. There are little creatures in the set in just friggin' um suits. It's Zootopia. It's like it's 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 a little wild to me to think like magic creatures like angels in fedoras. Like I can't really that hurts my head a little bit. It's a little (laughs) silly. Um, as far as the Art Deco for me, I guess I've got a chronic case of 90s kid because I'm like, oh yeah, I know Art Deco. Art Deco, it's yeah. D-E-C-O. So you've got D-E-C-A-U, the D-C-A-U. <laughs> the D-C-A-U, baby, let's go. I mean, I, I'm, as someone who loves Batman the Animated Series and loves all that 90s kind of, that style, um, it's cool, but also like on a magic card, like the alternate arts, I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the uh, I'm in the Guggenheim. <laughs> one, one of the swamps, definitively, I think, is, is uh, clearly Batman the Animated Series. Swamp. Very much so. Yeah, <laughs> I I do think this is going to be a really funny standard, though, of like com- yeah. anime anime Kamigawa mechs and like spirits with like 
magical gangsters demons with, with fedoras demons and, with and tommy guns. guns. Yeah. And, and it's going to be a really funny standard environment. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely say that. Can I say one of the things that I was really, really excited to see with the new Kamena, the the new Capenna, what they call it, a pre-beat or something like that? Yes. Uh, I love the fact that they have done well with their word and they cards that they uh, put in the Stranger Things yes. only released, yeah. they are now printing those as actual Magic the Gathering cards for Commander. Yeah. yeah. And they're going to be in there. I, I think that's great. I'm good with it. I still think it's a little weird that they still have the uh, Friends Forever Friends mechanic. Forever. Yeah, it's so it's just like, put partner. Just put partner. The problem oh. is, is that partners with and then anything they, that has... It's not... It's, if they're going to do this, they need to print them with the exact same text. Like, it doesn't work otherwise. Honestly, I it think Friends Forever is a little weird. mistake. What is that, I'm sorry? Friends Forever was just a mistake. It should have just been part of it. I, do uh, lo I love the arts on them, though. The new arts on them, on the... on the, the Art's great. On the friggin' whatever they are, are sweet as hell. The okay. lands? Yeah, yeah. I will definitely say I, uh, I'm i I'm a little bit like, oh, more Innistrad? That's... Uh, Oh, okay. yeah. I'm a little Innistrad tired. Innistrad is but... basically the Ravnica of, the, of, of, of like, 2015, like, 2017, like... Yeah, it's I It's one of the most well-regarded. Yeah, it is the... Have. It is, like... It's, it, it's very hard to get away from that. And I can it's... understand why they might want something like that, because I feel like... Uh, after War of the Spark, they're like, "All right, everybody we don't definitely talk about liked this, it." We don't talk about War of the Spark on this podcast. We've talked about, <laughs> but War of the Spark they realized that they were like, podcast. "All right, everybody liked lots and lots and lots of Rabbit Cub, but we've, I think, we've tapped it as much as we can. We need to hit the brakes and let it fill back up for a while." Yeah. Um, and so I will admit, I was a little tired seeing more Innistrad stuff, but at the same time, I have to catch myself because I remember thinking, "Oh, the Mind Flayer is an enchantment creature." And I have that deck with enchantment creatures in it. Mm. And the new one, I was just like, oh, that does look kind of cool. I still don't think I can justify nine mana, though. That's pretty rough. Yeah. I think Mark Nine can. mana? Uh, for the um, the Mind Flayer equivalent. Is it uh, It's mana? seven mana. Is it's it four and three. Is it four and three? Four mana and three black. Yeah. And, <sighs> it's and still also, really rough, though. I am actively looking for a Mind Flayer this year for my horror Somebody deck. send yeah. him a Mind Flayer. Please. Um, I also like what they did with the tribes there they are shard colors which mm -hmm. is cool we haven't gotten that in a while yeah it's, it's, that's a good point actually we haven't gotten literal shards in quite a while yeah it uh, is weird it was hard for them to go back to alara after they blew it up yeah uh. and it's also just weird that like you know when if you've been playing for the entire length of the format as commander like probably the a year or two ago you if you'd actually paid attention you would have suddenly been like somehow for the first time ever, wedges might be better equipped for a diverse and interesting uh, array of options for commanders, more so than shards. That might yeah. be true. Which now. is yeah. a weird. And I think that's just really because of a lack of support and standard. Yeah, it's a weird place to realize you're in. Yeah. But um, I specifically, I, I went and I was just like, okay, let me let me think about it a little bit. And on the ban options, and I'm like, well, the ban options, you've got like the really really good stuff. What's the uh, guy that came out on and Aldrain? Uh, Tulane. Tulane. Tulane's yeah. insane. Holland. And so you've got like is it, is it him. It's pronounced Holland. Yeah. Oh, okay. But then cool. you get a lot of cards that are like uh, maybe they've got a like theme that they they feel dated. And yeah, Jund has like Corvold and it has Wind Grace, and then the quality falls off of a cliff. Yeah, kind <laughs> of does. Yeah, and uh, Prosh. Prosh is another one. Oh yeah, Prosh is on there. Um, it feels a little old at this point, it, but it's, it's really it's, old. It's totally fine. Yeah, it, but like, it's good to have this refresh. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I also like that they are finishing the triomes. Yeah. 
I Excellent. am weirded out by some of the art on them, and I am definitely weirded out. You don't like seeing a boxing the, ring in one? It's not a boxing ring. That's a wrestling ring. Yeah. Was, yeah. Shouldn't you be into that? I'm, With a box that has fire coming out of it. weird. Yeah, that's definitely wrestling. A little, little weird. <laughs> um, the, Morgan's going to go all Jun just to be on the wrestling I don't, side. Well, look, I mean, it's, it's, it's the Ravnica challenge of like, how do you make like these environments that don't really... There's no swamps in an urban environment. Like, how do you do that? Like, you That's know, why one of those swamps looks ridiculous. Like, one of those swamps is straight up just like a skyscraper... With blood all over the tiling, it's just yeah. That's what you got to do. I mean, it, oh, the, get, the one that's indoors. Yes. Oh yeah, that one's quite good too. Just get creative. That's what you got to do. Uh, I've the mountain been, art looks amazing. I wasn't that high on that one, but I might I'm be the only person. You had to get to the top of the mountain, then you'll be that high on it. Mm. Fair enough. Coming off these Yu-Gi-Oh lands, uh, I just none of those lands do it for me. I'm sorry. Oh, the Kamigawa ones. Yeah, those lands literally slap so hard. It's not even funny. Yeah, yeah they it's look good. different enough that you can have really, really strong opinions in it either way. I love the take on it, and I would actually love to sleeve up a couple of my decks with nothing but those type. But I can also understand people that may not like that as opposed to the new Kometa ones. I actually, I, I they're, they're gorgeous artistically, no question. I yeah. don't love them as lands. I feel like they're a lot they less should, distinct right. as like, like, that, it's like, this that, is a plane. It's like, like that new Phyrexia mountain that looks like it should be an actual card it, with the 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 iron like iron works in the background and like a little little dude dragging a rock or something that thing looks like it should yeah, be actually a yeah it has the um was the weird little like red artifact goif type guy yes. it looks like it's in there the goblin that is me yelling talk about this one yes that that looks like it should be an actual card yeah I, I the uh, nickname yeah, yeah. of this particular mountain Maybe it was repurposed it, from another card then. Possibly. The Great yeah. Furnace, right? The Quiet Furnace. Oh, the Quiet Furnace. The Great Furnace is it pre -Phyrexia. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and if they keep up with the theme, I assume we won't get a Phyrexianized thing in the set. I assume two sets from now we'll get a Phyrexianized thing. It's... Uh, probably, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's probably a safe bet, but my thought was also if they're trying to hit a critical mass before we get back to... Uh, the Brothers War type stuff at the yeah. end of the year, well, then they would be speeding up right now. That's actually we're a good at, point. Yeah, yeah, we're at might, three we Craters. Start seeing one every year. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. We're at two Praetors now? Two Praetors and a Phyrexian. Yeah. Uh, In which case, yeah. what they and would probably do is... And technically, you also got Tybalt, who's got Phyrexian uh, sludge or oil... Uh, infused in him now at this point too. I never read. Uh, the I didn't hear that. Story, so I yeah, didn't know. yeah. yeah uh, Vorinclex uh, apparently like stabbed him, <laughs> and uh, also Tezzeret <laughs> is inoculated against it. He oh got yeah, the, he, got, really he got the vaccine. Weird. Yeah. He's not an Which now he may actually become like a a like a uh, an antihero yeah, pro protagonist weird. type thing going forward as a redemption arc. I don't know. I was about watching all a that. video on YouTube the other day about like That's who weird. could be Phyrexianized next, and they're like Tybalt's already like one foot in the He's grave, but there, Tezzeret yeah. might be the hero. I, I will also say there are box toppers in the set, which is super strange. To Wait, me. what? There are box toppers in the set. They announced that, and and Mark, can you fact check me on that? But there are box toppers in the set, and I'm just like, what are you gonna do as a box topper in this set? Is that like I was blown out by like the Dracula ones, like they were horrible. Oh, yeah. well, you know what? Box Here's, toppers. Confirmed. Here. So, I'm sorry, run by me again. What are box? What, what, so, what, when you what buy a here? booster box or a set box, or I a, vaguely know, but I You get a, a card in the 
You know, like how they did Zendikar. Was that the one the Nexus of Fate was? No. no. That is a no, that's just a buy box promo. Yeah. Okay, I was a mixing it up with that. Think of is, the... Do you remember Ultimate Masters when they did the like yeah. full art, like Liliana and the full art? Yeah, like, kind of vaguely. Yeah. yeah, and then when they did Double Masters, they did like the... the, the um, borderless i was i was just totally mixed or more recently yeah, okay. um there was a promotion when you were buying the uh zendikar rising boxes where you would get a single expedition in them and i think the collector boxes got, got two, two foils, foils. No, no not two foils two regular ones and then two regular get, ones yeah. and and in uh ikoria when you could get the Godzilla monsters. That's correct. Oh, yeah, okay. first yeah. run of God's yes. of Ikoria, you got one Godzilla card. Most recently, when Crimson Vow had the Dracula, the Dracula cards. I didn't know those were as a box topper. I thought they were, they were just box collector boxes. Okay. Box. Nope. So they were box going back then, what, 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 why is it so implausible for Nuka Pena? What would you put as a box topper? So right? we don't know much of the set, right? We, yeah, we right. Don't, So like, in the past, <laughs> we've had things like. Uh, the expeditions and things that, that you would had appear the, for there. You had creatures. You had legend. So like maybe something. But you also just had Dracula as one of them too. So, so you can clearly go outside like a specific something within magic and maybe go with a thematic Bat thing. Maybe it's just Batman. Maybe it's just Batman. My yeah. thought would actually Batman. be. Uh, so we just cut, chop some space out of the list realistically. Um, getting uh, the um, Stranger Things cards into the list. Yeah. So my thought would be that maybe they'd go back to box toppers as what they were originally when they were first used in the uh, was in the Ultimate Masters full art. Just and so there'll be things that they'll cut out of the list as random full art, spicy reprints, with a mix of spiciness, of course, and probably new art for like the time. Yeah, chart. and potentially full art, so on and so forth. Box toppers hurt my head sometimes. A little yeah, bit. that's a little bit weird. I like I said, I didn't even know that the Dracula yeah, ones I, were meant that way. I, I, because they're bad. Um, uh, I don't hate them, but they are a little weird. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm excited for them to finish off Triomes. I'm excited to see what they do. I'm excited that there's what, what was it the um, the ascendancies. So it'll be. It'll I be love to see the ascendancies back. An actual allied color ascendancy. And if I recall, yeah, they uh, did show off the so, some website had what the uh, five uh, heads were, right? Yes. We, yeah. So we yeah. know that we know their names yeah. and the so gang leaders or whatever they are. Yeah, yeah. Originally, a lot of people were thinking that when they oh the demons have other subtypes, oh it'll just be classes. Well, no. Apparently, there's a demon sphinx. Yeah. Well, we know that Bant's gonna have demons in it, or like the Bant color will have demons. Right, but it's gonna be a unique case where like demon is kind of the subclass as opposed as the as opposed to the creature type. Um. So, so we could have dog demon. Yeah. Puppy demon. Yeah. Morgan um, just gave the most horrible face in the world. Angel <laughs> demon. I feel like we should wrap it up at that. Yeah. <laughs> Equipment yeah. jellyfish tribal demon. Oh my god, let's stop. <laughs> All right, so um, can we make it a forest as well? No, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the, the, that went in a completely different direction than I needed to go in. Um, so Donald, thanks for coming in today. Um, where can people find you if they want to like get hot takes on social media? You got a Twitter you want to plug? Anything like that? You won't really see me talk on uh, Twitter about MTG very much. So, uh, what do you would, like, what do you really like? You, you're video game. You're a video game guy too. Yeah. So what you'll generally like if you were to try looking for my Twitter, uh, we'll probably just keep that as a mystery. You'll generally only see retweets of random art or occasionally hot fighting game takes. Sometimes hot in the sense of uh, clearly you've become the main character of the internet today. Yes or no, Elden Ring? Uh, not really my thing. Um, most of the video games I engage with are either RPGs with a huge narrative fo focus, okay. uh, i.e. near, 
uh, yeah, or I like her. generally games that are very much um, social player to player. So okay, fight two D two D fighting games, gotcha. stuff like that. It's a pretty narrow subset. I haven't played the new new yet. New yet actually, I need to. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, as always, shout out to like the the, the places that we usually uh, cater to: MTG North, um, uh, Dice City Games, uh, Alchemist Refuge, um, uh, Keith and Amber Store, Far Galaxy Games. I believe it's Far Galaxy Games. I can't remember anymore. Um, I'm going to find out really quickly so I don't like just. Uh, yeah, Far Galaxy Games. Yeah, and just find us on social media at Kicking Myself mtg at gmail.com or on twitter at kicking underscore myself um we have a twitch channel now i believe yeah we have a twitch channel um i'm likely going to be hosting to that uh later tonight uh it will already have happened by the time you heard this but it should the be future. Uh, the twitch uh channel look right now is currently kms underscore podcast uh we might make it something a bit more uh catchy at some point but right now kicking myself uh violates the naming <laughs> uh naming restrictions on uh, Twitch, which is really weird. Does it? Um, That's stupid. It, it told That's me multiple so times weird. that it was it was it was not an acceptable name. That's so funny. <laughs> it's funny because I would think that we, KMS is I'm worse. Get, yeah, I was I was thinking that I was like I actually can kind of see it because that's an acronym. That I'm gonna is, go uh, not necessarily. I'm gonna go get well. Min to anagram our name. Because uh, yeah. he's in the lobby, I'm going to get him an anagram our name. Uh, before we wrap up, I did want to shout out uh, somebody else, if that's okay. Uh, I have a buddy of mine who just started his own podcast uh, that he calls You Drafted What? Uh, <laughs> and it's uh, taking like pop culture or various different th uh, subjects and like everybody's drafting what they would have to be the best list of all these things. And by the end, we all vote, can't vote for ourselves. And whoever gets the most points wins. So the episode that I just recorded with them, uh, we had to vote a team to survive a zombie apocalypse only drafting people who are main characters in sitcoms oh somehow after going it. second ron swanson did not go first and i grabbed him oh yeah Good so pick. if you're interested in that Good check call. it out it's called you drafted what yeah all right so with that we're gonna wrap up for this week and uh i would take us out on a skyscraper theme song but i also don't want to fall off that skyscraper so yeah we'll take it out on a skyscraper theme song anyone got a skyscraper theme song i have what? no idea what you're talking all about. all right, right cool let's let's just end it there then skyscraper theme song on three one two donald I still have no idea nobody has any idea what you're talking about morgan one, one.